dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. Welcome to a brand new Imperial Senate podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Nikki Kumar. How hey, you doing, buddy? what's up? Yeah. Um, if you can't tell, uh, sadly, Claire can't be with us today, um, but we do have the pleasure of being joined by the resistant broadcast, Lacey Gilleran. How are you doing, Lacey? Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm sad to hear Claire won't be here. I'm like mock Claire. I'm like backup player. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not man. as good, but okay. <laughs> Put yourself down like that. No, uh, yeah, that Claire has, because of course nothing else in the world is happening at the minute. Um, so of course uh, the universe decides to torture us all by, by middling around with stuff. Unreal, um, yeah. But, you know, we've got loads of stuff to talk about um, this week. Which is surprising, considering that there shouldn't really be that much news um, when it comes to Star Wars. Um, but it seems like everyone seems to have been cast <laughs> in something <laughs> at some point this week, um, including us. We are in uh, yes, all three. We're of in us season are going two be... of Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, it's like Oprah. It's like you're yeah. in the Mandalorian, and you're in the Mandalorian, <laughs> and you're in the Mandalorian. It's like, I wanted to be in Kenobi. Oh, this is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> you'll take it and you'll be happy with it. <laughs> One of my favorite things this week was seeing a video out of context of like the whole situation, which was um, <laughs> it was James Arnold Taylor saying, hey guys, um, I made a comment on my live stream about wanting to be in Kenobi, but people have taken that seriously and said, he just wants to be in Kenobi. <laughs> I was like, who is this? Pe- who are these people that are co- like complaining <laughs> that right. an actor who's given so much to this story is joking about? I think it's the same thing with the whole Robert Patterson stuff. Like seeing people get legitimately angry at what is qu- quite clearly a joke <laughs> is like, I, I, is it just because of what's happening in the world? Like, are we going a bit crazier, or are just people just in general? <laughs> Not used Everyone's to sarcasm. <laughs> I think people just like being angry. Like that's just mm-hmm. a normal thing now. People like being enraged and being angry at something. It's so weird, especially when it brings traffic to your channel or website. Damn it, clicks though. Damn it, we need to come up with some sort of weird, uh, like debate or <laughs> conflict. We really. I think our next episode. It just needs to be an angry episode. Everyone needs to like stub their toe a few times before recording, really oh, get in geez. the mood, and, uh, <laughs> and then just be so angry. I, I mean, all our listens will will go out the roof. I've heard from a source that Dave uh, Filoni kicks puppies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the headline. That's the episode title. Well, I'm going to be mad that he doesn't kick them hard enough. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And then we can start a debate about that. Oh my god, that'd be great. We'll end up in the Daily Mail at some point. Um, <laughs> Daily Mail. <laughs> well, I saw the Daily Mail published today about Matt Martin, which is like, what is going on? Like, so what did the, the New, New York Post? Post. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like all the oh, shitty my- outlets uh, <laughs> jumped on it. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's like, do you have you have literally nothing else to talk about? And all he said was yeah. like, "Hey guys, if you don't like this, maybe just like focus on what you do like." And people were like, "How dare you?" I know it's <laughs> such he, a he like a old claim that Star Wars wasn't real. 
<laughs> I know that. Oh, man. Yeah. He's like, guys, it's good. fake. And they're like, what? <laughs> Too good. <laughs> the EU is my life, and you're saying that I don't exist. It's like, <laughs> why is this news? Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic that people are literally mm-hmm. risking their lives to, like, help people. People are and dying. People are dying. And the, the article that people wanted to read is Matt Martin, which, no disrespect to Matt Martin, we love him. But in the wider scheme of things, is not the most important news i am i think he'd even agree with that matt would be like please don't talk about this (laughs) it's such a weird thing to get angry about i also read today like there was a um article from digital spy which said finally the sequel trilogy explained the big force ghost problem i was like what what problem (laughs) and it was yeah what was the problem that they can interact with things oh man that was a problem or was what <laughs> the original trilogy answered this issue when Obi Wan Kenobi sat on a log. I'm like, this isn't a story. This is just, <laughs> yeah. It's like Luke accepted it. Why can't you just accept it? <laughs> and they said to like, like, like oh, 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 you can sit on the log now. What, what power <laughs> is this? <laughs> it's something along the lines of Obi Wan moved the vine to his hand, which was clearly a movie error. I'm like, how is that a movie error? Oh my god. George didn't look at the film and went, oh, I'm going to keep that in the special edition <laughs> for no reason. It's like, <sighs> no, he moves the, the, the grass out of the way because he, he can. <sighs> it's such yeah. a, oh, there's so much weird, yeah, bubbling. People get like stuck on the weirdest things, I'm not going to lie. like People really, really get stuck on things. I'm not going to lie. I'm that way with Harry Potter, though. Like There are certain things that I'm like, this is completely wrong and it bothers me. <laughs> not to go well, off topic but like no no I Lacey, feel like I don't I'm know if you <laughs> I don't know if you listen to our show quite often I, but no I, I I have I have I have uh, so you I know that feel rude cuz I'm the guest so I don't want to take this train away from the station but which Harry which Potter, station <laughs> <Star Wars laughs> station uh Harry it's one Potter, of, it's our favorite it annoy- time is it to, it, to tangent into Harry tra- Potter oh to take the train <laughs> yeah. um the Hogwarts train mm-hmm, just exactly. wave goodbye um yeah no how harry's hair changes every movie that is like the number one thing that it bothers me and it's like the dumbest thing ever and i admit to that but it really like it even in the book they're like he cuts his hair and it grows back immediately and it's like no he has like a crew cut in this movie like emo long hair in this movie then he's back to normal it really bothers me that and <laughs> Hagrid's hut moves. Uh, Hermione's dress is the wrong color at the dance. It's supposed to be, I believe, blue, and it's purple in the movie. That annoys me, too. So I get it, but people, I don't know. Star Wars, I feel like I'm a little more forgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why Harry Potter is that thing. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> Especially, like, I mean, yeah, there's just some straight up, complete like cock-ups in Harry Potter. Like, the whole eye situation. Like, you have your oh, mother's okay. eyes. No, you don't. <laughs> You liar. Brown, brown hair and blue eyes. <laughs> As opposed to uh, the jet black, very distinct jet black hair and and green eyes. Yeah. It's funny. Well, it's yeah. funny when we get hung up had on. the wrong eye color too in Hunger Games. She's supposed to have blue eyes. And I think in the movie, Jennifer Lawrence has like brown eyes. I mean, it's, it's a real travesty. Don't take this seriously. <laughs> How I wish they just tried. They? <laughs> I remember like my dad, I think my dad is still convinced that Snape is Harry's real dad. <laughs> oh no because he has like black hair and stuff and like to be fair like based on the films it's not a weird leap of like jump of 
It yeah. sounds like Ray's mom theories. Sorry, I'm bringing <laughs> I, this back into the Star Wars station. How dare you? <laughs> what is this Star Wars you speak of? <laughs> One of my favorite things oh. about Harry Potter, my last thing that I'm, I always get hung up on, is... Uh, like his, his parents are supposed to be young, and when they show up in the movie, they're like forty year olds. Oh yeah! <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's like a comment of like when he sees him, he's like, "Oh my god, they're so young," kind of thing. And then, and then like when they show up in the movie, they're like, "Hey, we just uh, closed out our 401k." Imagine when uh, they showed yeah. up, and he was just like, "You're not my parents." Like, what? Yeah, these are my parents. Stranger danger. <laughs> he just drew, he's, he's desire is another pair of parents. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you see, yeah. Harry? Some old people. I'm trading these ones in for younger, hotter <laughs> ones. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, we could. Yeah, there's so much stuff that adaptations and like all the Star Wars is like one of those things where it's like it's not an issue. Really, especially those small mm-hmm. things. It's like, but who's re? I mean, I, I have to admit, I read the article, so I feel like an idiot. But who else is reading that and going, "Oh yeah, finally that that question's been answered about the Force ghosts." It's like they're ghosts. Like that in itself should be like a sort of, um, you know, like feeding into the idea of like this weird imagination where ghosts could exist. Mm-hmm. The science, the science of them isn't that important. They're ghosts. It's like, the funny thing about the Force Ghosts, especially Obi Wan, is that Alec Guinness was against being a ghost because of his religion. So, like, somehow George finagled it and was like, "Oh, it's not a ghost. It's like a, a guy. He like <laughs> is part of this like living force. Like, it's not like a ghost." And Alec it's Guinness, a was like, Holy oh, Spirit. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I'm some sort of <laughs> special man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we found that out talking to uh, J.W. Rinsler. He's telling the story, and I was like, "But how did George spin that? Like, where did he?" I he was just like, that. "No, you're just blue." <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I like the idea of like Obi Wan in canon doesn't know like he did the training, but he doesn't quite understand it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't understand, Luke. I am a special superpower. <laughs> you're just like ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm back, Yoda. <laughs> oh, totally, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's one of those just, things that, like, I wish I could just witness it, like, go back in time and witness the conversation to see, like, how he like spun that. He's like, "No, mm-hmm. dog, like, you're just, you're just there, like, you just like took a, you traveled in time, I guess, and then he like leaves, <laughs> and then George just turns to like." Uh, Kirshner and is like, yeah, he's totally a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um, you're not dead. You're just at opacity fifty <laughs> percent. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Opacity fifty. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna change the color to blue. Yeah, blue fill. <laughs> like, you're, you're blue because you run half and you're really cold. It takes you a while to get warm again. <laughs> I would love to just watch George Lucas on a star like. One through six Star Wars set, right? And to see what he says to people, it, it, it I bet there's so many stories. <laughs> like, I mean, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things is in the beginning documentary where him and Steven Spielberg are like geeking, like like twelve year olds explaining stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the way they describe stuff is just like like we were when we were young. Like he's like saying stuff like, um, 
yeah, the, the battle droids are the new, they're the new stormtroopers. And the reason why they like this is because like, <laughs> I'd love to just <laughs> hang out with them, describing mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that'd be a great commentary if C. George Lucas trying to describe the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, geez. they're stormtroopers because they're uh, stormtroopers because they didn't change them. Yeah, <laughs> they're updated. It's like the iPhone eight from the seven. It's just a little yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear him like just talk about Bobby Frick and stuff like that. Yeah, Bobby Frick. He, um, yeah, he's been through some <laughs> a hard time. That still blows me away. The fact that that article, the headline where it said um, Shirley Henderson came up with the idea that Bobby Frick had some sort of tragic backstory. <laughs> Yeah, like what? What could possibly have happened to Baby Freak? To the, Something it, to lose his shirt. So how do we? Too bad much. Enough? Oh, too much happened to him. Absolutely. But the idea of having a tragic backstory seems to suggest that it changes your character's perspective and personality to the fact that you're a bit more, you know, you don't like talking to people. You're a bit um, introverted and like. Baby Freak isn't that. <laughs> he just keeps no, laughing every five it, seconds. He hides it behind a wall of happiness. I, so he's like a clown. It's another layer. It's just another layer. That's, that's beautiful. Imagine that's the yeah. deepest character in the whole movie is Bob. <laughs> <laughs> forget Palpatine. Forget Ray. Forget everything. Yeah, your parents died, whatever. But did you know what happened to Babu Frick? That's the that's main so threat throughout the film. That's while, what, he's uh, like fixing, <laughs> while he's fixing 3PO's head, it's like Babu Frick's father comes to him as a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> what he's really saying in the subtitles yeah. is like his dark backstory but nobody knows because they didn't subtitle the movie <laughs> hey hey actually means please release me yeah, I'm enslaved <laughs> his my dad people, appears my but he's not dying <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually like I'm enslaved please release me this isn't, I'm not actually working oh with Gary Russell and everyone's like yay do it again he's like please <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Kajimi was my planet. They they wouldn't let me die. They talk they wouldn't even give me that pleasure. <laughs> Do you think the spirit of his father, the actor who plays the the father of um Babu Frick, also believes in Jesus and didn't want to be called the spirit? No, but I bet he has a role on Mandalorian season two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> um, oh, good lord. Um yeah, speaking of which, um, Let's just sort of dive into the news for this week. And a lot of it is Mando Season 2 based because everyone who has been in Star Wars has been cast um, for Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Um, First of all, The Hollywood Reporter reported that Tamura Morrison will be back for the role of Boba Fett. Hmm. What do we think about this? Oh, (laughs) jeez. So the way I feel about this in, in... Overall, is all these, which by the way, while we're recording this, they announced another one. Timothy Oliphant. Is that how you yes. say his last name? Yeah, I, I know. So. Who yeah, he, is. he always plays the bad guy and stuff. Like, yeah, he's, he's got that the, bad guy look. The smarmy, yeah, the smarmy yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, with all these announcements, uh, and like rumors, like Jamie Lee Curtis and all this stuff, I'm like, first of all, how many people called in John Favreau and was like, yo, remember that time I helped you? Yeah, I'm, I'm calling it in. Because John Favreau is like bringing everybody into this. And two, it just feels like it's so many people that it's taking away from like the surprises through the season. Um, I, 
I am really against all these spoils and leaks. I think it's kind of ruining the surprise we're going to get because like the Baby Yoda thing was such a good surprise and I haven't been that genuinely surprised with Star Wars in a long time mm-hmm. besides like um, Ray grabbing the lightsaber or Ben Solo killing Snoke. Like those two things I was like genuinely like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like all these people being announced, I'm like, come on, like let us have something as a surprise. Or the other side of that is like, okay, if they're saying all these things, then what is the surprise? It must be that much Mm -hmm. more epic. But I don't know. It's nuts. And all these characters that they're saying, like Boba Fett, which could be, you know, Commander Rex and Ahsoka and maybe Sabine and all these other things. You can't help but wonder what baggage comes with that. Like, we've already seen it with the sequel trilogy, the baggage that comes from these characters that we have such a strong connection with. So to then bring the, those other characters, especially someone like Ahsoka, who is such a fan favorite and Boba Fett, especially to then bring them into the series and people don't get what they want. I'm just a little worried that I'm like, come on, Mandalorian was the one thing we could all agree on. <laughs> What's the <laughs> one thing that we all like were excited for, couldn't wait to see. And here we are again, kind of bringing that stuff in. And yes, it's exciting. It's going to be wonderful. And I'm sure they're going to do it justice, but there's always going to be that group. That's like, well, my character would never say that. And you're like, mm-hmm. Oh geez, can you not? <laughs> so yeah, just a little worried, a little worried. Yeah. I think, I think there's, I think caution is definitely a, uh, <laughs> a good thing to have for all these things. Um, I think my, my hope is that it's the, it's the second scenario you brought up where right. these are sort of like purposeful links and, or purposeful leaks kind of of sorts and scoops where they kind of know we're not getting this celebration moment where they can bring people on stage and whatnot. Um, right. And they're sort of like, you know, leaking this out bit by bit. Or it doesn't feel bit by bit at the moment, but they, you know, they're they're putting it in different places, and I th- I'm I'm hoping they still have plenty up their sleeve. Um, like considering mm-hmm. Baby Yoda didn't get out, it's like I'm I, I have nuts. confidence in them. Yeah, I have confidence that they know what things to keep secret. Um, but if it is like I I do agree. Like if if it is the first thing where I feel like I certainly with the the Boba Fett one, to right. me that felt like a case of or a potential case of are they just dropping spoilers under the guise of casting news? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't right, want that either. Right. Um, so it's tough. Um, my opinion about Boba Fett in general is I'll, I, I would do anything for Tamara Morrison to come back to a live action project. So like, sure, sure. Go for it. Um, that makes me happy. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think I think um, as long as every character feeds into the purpose of the the journey of um, Din Djarin, then I'm down with it. I think I trust I trust this group to do the right thing with the characters. Right. Um, so I think it's definitely more exciting than I. Um, more exciting than scared, but I, I share like all the same like points of caution you brought up because it's right. it is it is like you just never know what people are going to happen or what people are going to do when you bring up like of course the baggage of the characters. Um, but sure, yeah, I hope it's I hope it's like a touch and go thing. I think we heard we heard a rumor that like Ahsoka's in one episode kind of thing. 
Um, yeah, just as like a one moment type. Right. Thing. Like this is yeah. this. It's like a it's like a touch and go kind of meet. Like they just they're on different paths and they link at one point and then then they continue in different directions. Um, sure. So so yeah, it's it's exciting, but yeah, definitely it's good to be cautious as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you both said. Like. Especially with Boba Fett, like I also feel like it's sort of a sneaky way. Like I mean, I mean, Tamora Morrison Star Wars again is just amazing, and especially having him to play Boba Fett and potentially Captain Rex or both is just something that I think everyone will kind of love to see. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, I, I just can't wait to see him back in that outfit, and and I think with the thing about these castings, because everyone's like, oh, which ones can we trust? Obviously, we've got. Slash film reporting that Katie Sackhoff will be Bo-Katan. Uh, we've got idea that uh, Sasha Banks might be Sabine Wren. Like you said, uh, Timothy Oliphant has just been cast. And then there's the whole Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka stuff. I think the important thing to sort of decode with these um, castings is obviously one, the source. Like what source are we getting these stories from? And two, how do they fit into the story? I feel like for me, the whole... Ahsoka thing doesn't feel out of context because obviously with season one we've had to deal with the fact that the Mando is going to find the Jedi. He wants to find the Jedi to find the home for Baby Yoda. Right. Now there's only two major tribes of Jedi there. There's Luke and then there's Ahsoka. (laughs) And with Ahsoka is Sabine as we know. Um, And it's not too out of the blue to suggest that maybe Rex was with them as well. So that sort of casting to me makes sense. Like it's not like a major deal. Mm -hmm. And if they are going to do a sequel to rebels, it would be a cool sort of way to, you know, tease that show a little bit with the live action stuff as well. Especially if it's in the same time frame. it seems like a fun little way to sort of mix across those two, um, two different shows. Yeah. Um, And the same with Katie Sackhoff. Like I feel like one of the most important things about, the Mandalorian is not only we finding out more about the galaxy and stuff with like the Jedi, but mainly it's about Mandalore. And that's what I like to hear a bit more about. Mm-hmm. And if you've got the dark saber, I mean, the last person who had the dark saber was Bo-Katan. So mm-hmm. I just want to see more. Like, I feel like that's a cool sort of plot thread that would be interesting to see. The sure. girl's got a score to settle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think like, honestly, if, if I, you if you gave me all these people on a table and you said you can only get one, I'd pick Bo Katan in a heartbeat. Like she's she's the one I who I think so too because you have to explain yeah. the backstory. Yeah, right. Mm. It's like the the purge and Moff Gideon's role and all that, and of course the dark saber. It's that's so like that that's so um, tied into everything that's going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I've been I've been hoping for this for a long time, and as Charlie <laughs> probably remembers, I'm I've been like. <laughs> going crazy about her instagram likes because <laughs> she's she's all, in, she's all in the like cast and john favreau's instagram liking that stuff i'm like katie you're supposed right. to make this harder for us yeah um, and she did the interview where she's like well i signed an nda and we were like mm-hmm. all right <laughs> the crazy <laughs> thing though if you think about it is that totally makes sense because they need that backstory to explain why he has the dark saber um mm-hmm. but if you look at it more on like obviously the business side the casting and everything I feel terrible for Ashley because you have the voice person now translating into live action 
Mm -hmm. Um, And then from what we understand, kind of rumors behind the scenes type stuff is it seems like Ashley really did want to make that transition to live action and it Mm -hmm. just didn't happen. And I'm sure people have their reasons. You know, it's not my show. I can't make that decision for them. But you have to feel a little bad for Ashley. Like she had to release a statement and everything being like, oh, well, you know, I love Ahsoka. I've always loved Ahsoka. I had hoped to continue to play Ahsoka, but like I understand. And then she sees this announcement. She's probably like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really difficult to like, I think I, I sort of mentioned in a previous episode, I think we're like mm-hmm. having this. It's it's really I, I don't know if I'm hung up on this like ownership thing of a character. It's like part of me part of me feels like no one else has earned the right to play Ahsoka and it's gonna be weird. And it's like sure. it's like a mold that has to be broken to feel right in the first place. But it's like it's one of those things where it's like I kinda don't want it to be broken. And like I kind of felt the same way about Sabine. It's like obviously for like continuity errors, it or it would be weird if like Tia Sarkar took off the helmet and she's like, oh, hey, guys. It's like, oh, you right. don't really look like Sabine. But mm-hmm. I mean, I hope I hope there's a way they can be involved. I don't know. It's Like if it's Sabine, I would hope, you know, you have someone doing the physicality, but maybe the helmet stays on and Tia Sarkar would voice her or something. But um, yeah, no, the Ashley Eckstein stuff is, yeah, it, it's, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like it, like sometimes showbiz isn't fair, right? Right, like, right. It, it can't be fair all the time, but it's one of those things where you. I think we all really want her to to always sort of be that character. Right, you want that opportunity for her to come up. She's mm-hmm. just such a good person. Like you can just tell, and I've interacted with her before, and she's just so genuine and so nice that you're just like, I want to give you everything, everything you ever want. I want you to have it. Yeah. So it's, it's gonna feel weird. Or go, go ahead. Sorry, it's gonna feel weird, like just seeing someone else play that character. And right. Right. Like it's such an interesting stage of that character's life that it just feels odd. Like. I, I just can't picture it yet but then again I saw like the artwork where it's like Luke Lair and Ahsoka and the character design looks a bit like Rosario Dawson mm-hmm. and right. it's not too out of the blue obviously that's not that's just one image but it's just one of those things that's like I'm, I'm just interested to see where that goes I think as well as uh, to talk about Bo-Katan a little bit as well the thing I'm really intrigued about is the um, so not only do we have the whole sort of what happened with Mandalore and like specifically, like you said, the dark saber, like how did Moff Gideon get that? But for me, what's interesting as well was that in the flashback scenes, it's um, death watch that saves Din. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does he have some sort of like elite? Does he know, or does he have a, like a special allegiance to Bo-Katan? Obviously like she was part of death watch at that sort of time period. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just intrigued if he's like, has a specific, if he knows her, they know each other. Right. Is that right. going to come back up? Yeah. Be, be cool. Interesting. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, there's, there's so many there's ways a lot they of like, do it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like avenues with Bo-Katan that I think are really interesting because like I've had discussions with other people about the like some other people were convinced that um, she would be just flashbacks. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound interesting. <laughs> like, what's the point of that? Yeah, that came and, up too, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, 
everything I, because I guess the implication is that if someone, ha- if Moth Gideon took the dark saber, that means he defeated her. Blah blah blah. She's dead. She wouldn't. And I'm like, that to me doesn't even. That doesn't sound like Bo-Katan. Like, I feel like of all things, she's she's a survivor of first of all, um, and like if it comes down to Mandalorian tradition, we know she's not one to stick around for that for no reason. She didn't bow down to Maul when he got the dark saber. She's like, screw this. I'm out of here. Peace. Um, right. She, she brought the Republic into Mandalore. She's so it's like this argument that, Oh, she wouldn't, she wouldn't give it up without um, dying for it. I don't really buy that. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is a really interesting like avenue for her to go down another sort of, story of redemption and like revenge, I guess. And I think it's really exciting that they, that they brought her back. This has been like, for sure. One of the things like if, if I had, if I had a wish list of the future, the future of the show, like definitely I wanted to see her back. Um, and I guess like sort of another extension off talking about like the, the actors, I saw someone bring up online uh, sort of, it seemed like this shift in the way they were designing people in rebels where like, as we proceeded and as we brought in voice actors, we, or they um, started designing the characters more off the actors. So like, if you look at the cast at the beginning versus like Fen Rao or Gar Saxon or, um, you know, other people, they kind of look like they're actors. So you do have this place where, you can say, hey, you know, if uh, live action swings around, we can just, you know, use the same person. Um, right. And I, and I think that that's obviously, I think probably Forrest Whitaker is the greatest example <laughs> of looking like your character because he's like in everything. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's cool. And maybe, yeah, it's, it's just one of those cases where maybe they weren't like exactly conscious of that when they were doing some of the older animated characters, but now later in the line, um, we have people where we're in this position to, to bring them in and use the same cast. So, right. And Ashley another- was playing Ahsoka at such a young age too, mm-hmm. too. So it's like, that's a whole nother part of it that you don't think about. Cause you have to find someone that can do a younger voice. Um, but yeah, n- there's so many ways they can do it, and I think it's going to be really, really cool. And if she does show up, uh, I would love to see her team up with Cara Dune. I think it would be so cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah, really dope. We heard some other rumors this week about... Um, you guys hearing all the rumors? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the idea of the um, there being a spin-off, potentially, with some of these characters, um, particularly Cara Dune. Right. Which would be an interesting, like if if they're using the season two of the Mandalorian to help spin off that sort of show, maybe introduce a few people together. That could be interesting. Um, their own sort of like group of like a female team would be awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the Mandalorian is a good sort of in the same way that the Clone Wars was a good sort of starting point for loads of other projects. Like you can see, like Rogue One, it's got elements of the Clone Wars. You've got Obviously, Rebels is a big example. Maybe mm-hmm. the Mandalorian is the same for live action. Um, so that, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what this um, sort of brings up. I have to ask you two: um, Who is the character that you're you're most wanting to see? Like, which of these rumors do you want to be true the most? 
Definitely Bo-Katan, I think, because there's just mm-hmm. so much background to the Darksaber that you just, you need that explanation, especially for fans. So a lot of people that I talk to, like my coworkers and family and stuff that aren't huge Star Wars fans like me, have been watching The Mandalorian because they've heard so much about it with Baby Yoda and everything. I think Baby Yoda's like the gateway drug into Star Wars right now. <laughs> you know, like everyone's coming in through Baby Yoda. But uh, so I think... At the end of the season, a lot of people were going, okay, it's a black lightsaber. Like, what? what is that? Like, what does that mean? Like, who is he? And I was like, okay, well, we don't know who he is, so you're with everybody else. Um, but there's obviously a huge piece of history there. So I think they need to have that explanation for those casual fans or new Star Wars fans that might not know. And I think that will also help people extend into other shows and other types of media from books and comics and stuff. Like it's only going to make people want more. So I think they need to have that explanation of what it is and what it means to the Mandalorian. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can't have lights bow all day. (laughs) You can't have Din look at the screen and say, Oh my God, don't you know about Tar Vizsla? <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> and just carries on with the story. Look, it's um, a yeah. black lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think with, with Bo-Katan, it's like, yeah, it's like she's so embedded in, like she's such a key part of what we already know, of, mm-hmm. like what Mandalore, the Mandalorian has talked about and who it's introduced and whatnot. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny, like <laughs> when I... When I was watching Siege of Mandalore um, and just watching like Mandalorians fight and whatnot, and then I was thinking mm-hmm. about the Mandalorian, and then I was thinking about Sabine at the center of you know the potential Rebels sequel series. I'm like, God damn, the future of Star Wars is Mandalorian right now. Right. <laughs> it's like Mandalorian is so hot at the moment. It's um, so hot it's, right it's now. It's just really funny. And I think like the Clone Wars and Rebels and the Mandalorian has done a really great job of making us care about Mandalore. I've, mm-hmm. I've said before, like with the old EU, like I didn't really care about Mandalore that much. I liked reading the um, the Jango Fett comic open seasons. Like seeing a little bit of that was interesting. But I never I really cared. called this show the Mandalorian for like four months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. When they when we found out or it was rumored that this is what the show was about, I was one of the people I was like, ugh. Really? Mandalorians? Ugh, Mandalorian. So like at celebration, I was um, on the floor just eating popcorn at like 930 in the morning because I'm an adult. And um, <laughs> what happens at celebration stays at celebration. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm blanking his name right now. Uh, Warwick Davis like came up on a scooter and was like, so uh, it was at the Mandalorian panel. He's like, so why are you here? And in my head, I'm just like, don't say Mandalorian, don't say Mandalorian, don't say. I was like, <laughs> I like Star Wars. Hey. And he was just like, all right. And like everyone started being like, who's the idiot that said they like Star Wars at Celebration? I was like, it was me. And then he's like, so why like do you totals. like it? <laughs> yeah, basically. He's like, so why do you like it? And I was just like, don't say Mandalorian, don't say. And I was like, the, the armor. But I like hesitated, and he goes, "You hesitated a little bit." I was like, "No, Star Wars," and he was just like, "Okay, I gotta go." But I was like, "I was like, like, why did I sign up for this?" Yeah, it was bad (laughs) because I honestly wasn't interested in this, and this is Mm -hmm. a prime example of uh, Lucasfilm and content creators being like, "No, you don't know what you want. Let me tell you and show you what you want." And then mm-hmm. they gave it to me, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. I'm an idiot." <laughs> like, so that's why I kind of laugh at people. I like, get so angry and stuff because I'm like, 
look, I get it. I'm the first person to be like, eh, I don't know. But like, let them prove me wrong. And then we'll all yeah. have a good time. But yeah, like, I got always the Mandalorian for months. <laughs> <laughs> like an idiot. There you go. That's always the best one that hits. Like, it, it's, it, I think it's just a good attitude for creators. It's like, <laughs> sure. don't follow the fans. The fans don't know what they want. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah, like, I didn't know what I it's wanted. It's like, yeah. you have to just do do it and deliver the best you can and then they'll they'll hook onto it if it's which good is what kind of yeah ryan johnson really stands for is like look mm-hmm. you can't do what the fans want because your movie's not gonna be good right and i was like i kind of agree with that like i don't know what star wars and the force are capable of like i'm not george lucas so who am mm-hmm. i to say what should happen yeah and someone's think- been complaining about star wars since 1977 so <laughs> There's no point trying to navigate. Please, everyone. The, yeah. 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 So true. I think, like, with the Mandalorian stuff, like, I remember watching the Clone Wars, and, like, before the Clone Wars, like I said, I was reading those comics. It's like, okay, this is interesting, but I never really understood the appeal of, like, the Mandalorians. I always loved Boba Fett. I always loved Jango Fett. Sure. But apart from that, I was like, I don't get the appeal. Why do you want to make your own armor? Like, what's the deal? It just felt like Klingons to me, and I was, like, never, mm-hmm. like, I was like, I like Klingons in Star Trek. I don't need them in Star Wars. It's not a big deal. And it was when George turned that whole thing on his head. He's like, okay, we're bringing Mandalorians in, but we're going to make them peaceful. And everyone's like, oh my God, George is ruining Mandalorians and Mandalore. <laughs> and then it led into one of the best stories of all time in the Siege of Mandalore. Like, yeah. And the whole Civil War and like the whole Maul introduction and that right. whole like arc of Mandalore and the stuff we get in Rebels and the stuff we get in the like the Mandalorian, like I don't know how we could have got there without that. And so it's it's, it's interesting how we get this whole sort of crazy story. I would love like um like an in history book about Mandalore, like some sort of Mandalorian historian writing down like stories and like stuff like that. I just mm. love. A oh, book that like would be that. great because then I would know things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so it's so rich. Um, yeah. Like just even the things they've hinted at. And like, I think it's a, it's a really good point to bring up about sort of that, the, 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 the change that happened in, in the story where it's like, I think, yeah, like the Man- Mandalorians of legends were always sort of like antagonistic. Right. And mm-hmm. worry, like they would always like, I felt like they would side with the Sith. I don't even, I think that's what they did more often than not. And so they were always just kind of like, yeah, this boring sort of warrior race, <laughs> Sorry, people who love that stuff. Um, right, but, generic. But yeah, they they didn't seem like layered. And then yeah, the the way Clone Wars took that and um, you know added this just whole new level of this society at at you know con- in conflict with each other and um, and you could have good Mandalorians. What do you know? And you could have complicated right. Mandalorians. Like I like I don't even know if I classify Bogatan as a good person. Like she's complicated. She has weird. She has and uh, that's great. Story. She has terroristic tendencies and also is kind of a hero. Uh, weird. I don't know. What do you do? Um, and it's it's so great to have that. And I also think like I don't understand why people got mad because they didn't even really take away the warrior culture. They just no, they just separated it. Yeah, exactly. And like it, it's like they didn't make Mandalorians peaceful. They they introduced a new like a new sect that had sort of become mainstream and flipped the 
the warrior culture on its head kind of thing. So it's like they didn't get rid of it. They just recontextualized and added a new layer. And it, like you said, it brought so many amazing stories to the past 10 years or so. And I feel like the biggest compliment for like the people at Lucasfilm are when I'm interested in these characters that that aren't like the major focus. Like I could watch a whole sh- like a whole movie about Fen Rao, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. I feel like it's a compliment to the, that storytelling. I'd love to see him sort of appear in the Mandalorian. Like if we're going to do our big Mando arc, well, at least that's what I feel like the show is building up to. Like I don't think Baby Yoda will be in the show throughout how, as, however long it runs for i don't think baby yoda will be like part of the show forever the um, problem is i think disney wants him to be that is the issue i'm concerned that you know they introduced a an adorable fun character that everybody relates to and loves and john favreau's like okay well this character leaves at this point and disney's like na 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 hold on that's hold gonna on. be a real test of yeah. creative endeavor yeah <laughs> You know, Bob, you know, yeah. Bob and Bob are like, no, we need to make more toys. So yeah. to- I have faith that they will go with it because I feel like mm-hmm. the Siege of Mandalore proves that if you take those risks, it pays off. Oh, I feel absolutely. Like that, I really hope that's kind of what we're going to head towards. Like if season three, if that was the final season, let's just say that's a conjecture. Um, if they like built up this idea of like the new Siege of Mandalore, like a like Bo-Katan leading these troops, you got Din Djarin, you got like Sabine in live action, you've got these characters that we know and love, like maybe like Fen Rao. I would just, I would like pay <laughs> to watch that. Just this whole, mm-hmm. like this sort of this, the conclusion of the story that started off in animation and gets like, I just want to see the Mandalorian <laughs> live action. I just think it'd be so cool. Yeah. I think, you know, what we've seen so far, not just in The Mandalorian and in interviews, but in this new series with the gallery series without giving too much away for people that haven't seen it yet. Um, mm-hmm. We've just really seen Dave Filoni shine and we've seen him kind of express in so many words that he's looking to make that jump to live action, which he has with The Mandalorian. And he's just wanting to continue that journey. So I think you're you're going to see stuff like that. You're going to see great narrative, creative storytelling from him. And if anything, to be honest, like I'm not the biggest animation fan. I know a lot of people are, and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. From my own experiences of watching panels with Dave Filoni and actually talking with him and interacting with him when I worked for Celebration, he came across very confident which he should. He has every right to do that. He's he's incredibly smart. He's super creative. He believes in what he believes in. He stands by what he thinks is right, which I adore. Um, but with this kind of docuseries and the interviews that have come out recently about Clone Wars, it's kind of also let out this kind of vulnerable side too, where he's like, look, I'm always learning. I'm always trying to be better. Um, you know, this whole with the clone wars and rebels and everything, it was new to me. I didn't know what I was doing. And now with Mandalorian, you know, he calls John Favreau coach, like he's learning more. <laughs> so I think that if anything, I have so much trust and, and like love for Dave Filoni now than I did probably a year ago because of all of this content that's coming out. So the idea that these announcements are coming out 
yes, it is a little overwhelming. Yes, I'm kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? But at the same time, I do have trust in John Favreau and Dave Filoni that they know what they're doing. And especially Dave Filoni knows what he's doing when he needs to connect all the dots and make it work. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I also yeah. like the idea of uh, like the two Bobs going up to John Favreau and trying to like explain that Baby Yoda has to stay in the show. He'd and John be like, Favreau nah, just dog. talking over them. <laughs> no. Like John Favreau is the king of talking over people. <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny. I'm going to be completely oh, honest. That is the most endearing thing to me because when I uh, get super excited or happy or like pumped for something, I talk over people. So I apologize in advance if I've done it already. I get really excited. So I talk over people because I'm just like, I need to get my word out. I'm a middle child. Yeah. Listen to me. So when I see John Favreau doing it, like when he's talking over Deborah Chow, I was like, first of all, I want to hear what Deborah has to say, but I get why you're doing what you're doing because yeah, I it, am there. It comes purely out of just excitement. Love it's it's and not passion, like, it's yeah. not, yeah, it's not a bit like a negative trait or anything. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, he's just like so, so jazzed to be doing that round table. I've never related to tell. someone more. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> they all seem like yeah like puppies they're just so excited like they have to get all this information i was like we, right. need talk, we need to talk about this we need to talk about this right um, it's like the way john favreau looks when he's doing it it's like he's never done it before and he's like super excited to be doing it. like it's, have you it's guys, so funny to see it yeah have you ever seen his like cooking show that he does on netflix so he does this like chef show and i'm not a big like cooking show person i've watched like chopped and like cutthroat kitchen that's like it but they're mm -hmm. like specifically games like this is more of like a, a cooking show a documentary cooking show and he went to see uh wolfgang puck and he was learning how to cook steaks and omelets i think scrambled eggs or omelets or something and didn't mm -hmm. know what he was doing but you could see how excited he was he was pumped to cook this steak and wolfgang puck was like you know how do you cook your steak and it was obviously medium rare if anything else you're just gonna ruin the steak so he was just like you know well, how do you cook your steak and you could see john Favreau kind of smiling and he's like well you know my answer would probably be well done but he's like no no and john Favreau was just so <laughs> pumped to be there um and it's just it translates into every single thing that he does and i love that because in my own life i can't even tell you how many times i've been called like passionate which is like can be a great term, which I use it as an endearing term, but some people mm -hmm. can use it as a negative term of like, oh, you're mm -hmm. like really passionate about that. I use it as like, you're passionate about this. I love that you love this. It makes me love you more because I'm someone that feeds off of that energy. So like even watching these episodes and watching interviews with John Favreau, you could just tell that like he, this is his dream. He's living out his dream and I couldn't be more pumped for him and for what we're going to see. Yeah, it's it's funny you bring up um, like Dave Filoni's humi humility that he shows um, mm -hmm. because like yeah like episode three there's a wonderful anecdote about like exactly that and yeah. um, and it, like to me it's also really fascinating to see John Favreau who's you know freaking John Favreau like the uncle of, Mar <laughs> the, of the MCU yeah, and the and the, you know the live action Disney man and. And it's it's really fascinating, especially there's like there's moments in the first episode of Gallery where Dave Filoni's like dropping some Empire Strikes Back reference, and John Favreau's like, yeah, I I don't get that, and he's like, that's too deep cut for me. Um, and then also like, and that sort of 
combines with Chef Show where you see how excited he is to learn. And like, that's something I would not have like fully expected from John Favreau, like big, big John Favreau. Like this guy is still so excited to learn new things, excited to like learn from others. And um, it's, it's a really cool thing to witness, not only through Mandalorian, but through the chef show, which also I feel like is going to be a great show to watch for future Mandalorian scoops. (laughs) Cause like as soon as, as soon as like, as soon as he went to Robert Rodriguez's house, I feel like there were already think pieces about Robert Rodriguez in Mandalorian season two. Then lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I always feel like there's something scoop worthy within the chef show. And it's just, it's just delightful in general. The Dave Filoni episode is great too. I think as well, like you said, like the whole, like both John and Dave have that sort of energy that, that George had so well. And I think that's why some, some people don't get, that same sort of energy when they do Star Wars projects. And that is like you both said, is like you have to always be eager to learn things. People that think that you have a you can only learn to a certain point and then you're done tend to be boring in my opinion. Like they or at least just closed off. In my like what I've lived with, like my experiences is that there is no cutting off point. We can always learn. And I feel like that's what George tried to teach through both the stories and also like to Dave himself, like personally, it's like the idea that we're always learning. We can always improve. We can always do better. And if you close yourself off, or think, okay, this is the section I've learned everything now. That's it. Nothing else to learn. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not how it works. And yes, John Favreau created Iron Man. He's, you know, he he basically was the godfather of this, like the most successful movie franchise. Sure, mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, he may have created one of the best, most loved, like Star Wars characters and series. Doesn't matter as long as you keep pushing yourselves. That's what's important, and I feel like that comes across in the stories. Um, yeah, like that's why in, they thrive. Like, Exactly. Like I mean, tree. even like the technology and like the the character development, and you keep pushing. I feel like that's what I'm. The thing I'm excited about the most is with the picks they have for directors and writers. That energy seems to be with them as well. Like they all seem to be like keying off each other. So um, I'm hoping that season two continues that sort of trend of everyone trying to be excited and like pushing themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just, think they're so setting up Dave Filoni to do more. That's what it seems Absolutely. like they keep kind of pushing him a lot in this docuseries and in the interviews and everything like that. I'm I'm like, okay, when are you going to give him a movie? When are you giving him his own show? Because that's what I feel like this is leaning towards because it feels like they're trying to tell the general audience, not the diehard Star Wars fans like us, like, hey, this is Dave Filoni. Uh, you should trust him. He knows George. So trust him. <laughs> so yeah. That's what I it kind of feels like. Really- He's really in the spotlight right now, and yeah. like with with the, again with the third episode, they're like there's footage in there where I think like in general people would say, "Oh, the Mandalorian, the John Fa- that John Favreau show," and it's like holy mm-hmm. like Dave Filoni is in so many steps. It's like it's almost like it doesn't say created by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Like it's there's so He's much at in every there. Table setting, yeah, right. In that show. It's always yeah. there. There there's recording footage that. It was a small group of people, and he was there. And it's like, yeah, he's, it's, he's so embedded. Yeah, 
And he always gets the last part of every show. Like it always ends with Favreau and Filoni every single mm-hmm. episode of this docuseries so far. And I think like not only Filoni, because we always love Dave Filoni, but I mm-hmm. feel like what's interesting about The Mandalorian is that it seems to be a breeding ground for talent in mm-hmm. a way. I feel like the biggest like misstep with the whole uh, solo films was the idea that they were supposed to be this breeding ground for Star Wars stories. And I think Rogue One and Solo are good stories. Like I, Rogue One's like one of, one of my favorite films of Star Wars. Yeah. And I really enjoy Solo. I feel like Solo would have been better suited as a TV, like a Disney Plus show. Absolutely. I feel like, yep. so, I feel like, so, like that, that's like one great season of a show. And mm-hmm. that Solo should come back for like a season two. But I think the issue of that is that they were trying to get some sort of talent out of that. Whereas The Mandalorian is actively creating this talent group like we saw in the first episode of that gallery series they're like we're bringing together these creatives and we're testing them and stuff and i think that the idea is that they're trying to find great talent who sort of fit that mold mm-hmm. who can mm-hmm. push and I, th- I mean look at who we've got so far we've got um rick who apparently might be doing uh obviously he's doing season two i think he's doing an episode of season two of the mandalorian I think he is, um, and he was one of the most excited people to be a part of it. Absolutely, and I yeah. feel like there was some rumors that he might be doing um, some other episodes of like Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassian, Cassian came up. Oh, sorry, Cassian. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, Cassian. I apologize. Um, obviously, Deborah is now doing Kenobi, which mm-hmm. is like a major step. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, me too. I mean, Taika has got a film. <laughs> I <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and. Dave is like clearly in charge of the whole. <laughs> just yeah. clearly in charge of like, supposedly a rebel sequel, and potentially more. Like, uh, he's. Doing... I really hope for rebels fans that it happens, because yes. I think, um, you know, that's a great show. I'm not a diehard fan of it, but there are a lot of diehard fans out there, and there mm. are a lot of people asking, "Where's Ezra?" So I hope you guys get it, because that means that they're <laughs> listening. That's all that means to me, because often people are like, oh, why are you asking for this? Why are you asking for that? Look, I hope everybody gets what they ask for, because then that means that's just one step closer to things that we all ask for. Like, you know, me and TRB really want Solo 2. We Mm, want Make mm -hmm. Solo 2 happen. We want a solo series, a solo movie. I would personally prefer a series, and I've said that from day one. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's so many more stories to tell, but if Dave Filoni gets his Rebel series, that means it's one step closer for other things to happen too. So I really hope that happens. I and really, really what, do. The thing that confuses me a lot is I saw a lot of people who really want Soto 2 who complained mm. about the Clone Wars arc with Ahsoka. I'm really? like, that Ahsoka arc is Solo. <laughs> like, that is a great <laughs> blueprint for mm-hmm. a series of Solo. And sure. I feel like that would be like, that's like the perfect stepping off point for me. I was like, that works. You have like, the castle stuff you've got all the gangster in like i'd love a show right. where you get to see like you know jabba the hut um, i want a jabba puppet back i want the jabba puppet with like four sweaty dudes in there maybe ladies <laughs> uh, i don't yeah no no prejudice here but <laughs> yeah, so four sweaty people inside just like moving the mouth and the tongue like i want that and i want claire to get salacious crumb back oh that would be <laughs> could you imagine how excited like the redemption That's part of, of the Make Solo 2 Having campaign. Is that for Claire? That is part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she was here to hear that. 
cook quacky monkey lizard all the way to king quacky monkey lizard that's yeah. the ultimate she's the doll. queen queen of queen crumb and i think as well it's like like the whole sort of idea of these stories sort of exploding and creating more and more opportunities for people it's just pretty right. fun to see that happen um i'm excited by it and i feel like we mentioned this before nikki i don't know if we mentioned it on the live show I'm convinced season. I think Rebel season two is happening. When I say season two, I mean the second show. Um, but the idea that Dave Filoni is doing one episode this season, and there is rumors that the Ahsoka Rex episode is one episode. Right. If we get to see Dave Filoni direct a real live action Captain Rex, I will just cry. <laughs> I think <laughs> I Dave would that. cry if he, I think if. The Ahsoka thing happens, which it seems like it's going to from all the sources that we heard. When that happens, they better have a behind-the-scenes camera rolling because you know when she steps out of the trailer, Dave's just going to lose it. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, come on. that'll be a moment. That's for sure. It'll be like just to see to see live-action Rex would be so amazing, and of course, played by Tim Morrison would be. It's just yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So it's uh, it pulls at too many heartstrings. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, the Mandalorian season three, and they have the gallery series where, in the season three finale, it's just Dave Filoni with like thousands of wolves. <laughs> He's like, I got my own way. <laughs> just all the wolves. It's just the new series, Wolves on Disney Plus. <laughs> John Favreau is wearing a hat and no. Wolfpack T-shirt. He's like, he's a full convert now. It's like not Tiger King. It's just Wolf Filoni. King. It's yep. just That'd be great. Dave Filoni of the wolves. <laughs> uh, he's like Kiki or the Soka. We think we don't know. <laughs> Instead of the tiger print shirt, it's just that Ahsoka print that he's wearing. <laughs> oh, that. We got the bit. that'd be the that'd be the art for this week's episode. It's Tiger King with Filoni. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah. So Bob Chapek uh, has basically sort of announced that we well, told CNBC that there will be no delay in the release of Mandalu season two. So we excited that there won't be any delay. Yeah, Bob number two stepping in. I, I'm still confused <laughs> on the Bob situation. Is there two Bobs, one Bob? How many Bobs are there? Because I think the Bob Saga. Iger. Bob. Yeah. Because I thought Iger returned on Easter like Jesus. Like he was gone for a little bit, then came back. <laughs> like that's what it seemed like. I don't know. So I think Chapnick, he, um, he's asking for emergency powers. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. emergency powers. Overthrow. He, overthrow the Disney hierarchy. Uh <laughs> I mean, that's it's reasonable that they're keeping it on uh, track. I think that given the current pandemic and everything that's going on and my own experience in, in post-production, video production, working from home doesn't change post-production. It's only if mm-hmm. you have to do reshoots, which it doesn't seem that they need to. If anything, I'm surprised that they're staying on time for October and not pushing it earlier because they mm-hmm. pushed Hamilton earlier because Hamilton was supposed to come out like next year. And they were like, nah, we'll put that out now. So I'm surprised yeah. Disney hasn't pushed up the timeline, but was, was I, Hamilton I can... supposed to be a theater release? I, I feel like it was, but I can't remember, but I know they weren't going to put it on Disney plus until like next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, I yeah. thought like that was the sort of the big kick was, they it only have be... so many singing specials with Ryan Seacrest that they can run with. <laughs> so they need to bring in. So true. So true. Yeah, I, I thought it was like, I thought the big deal was that it was uh, it was going to be a theater release next summer. Yes. I and remember then, that. And then, You're right. Yeah. yeah. Sort of the big thing was that, oh, let's put on Disney Plus instead. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I Chadwick wonder if legacy putting Hamilton on Disney Plus. I know his, the one thing he did <laughs> in his time. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, like in a few years, Bob Iger is gonna run for president, and you're gonna I be you're gonna be overrun. Mickey Mouse will be. Disney owns you. <laughs> yep. That'll be on the website. It'll be uh, Disney Properties, Marvel, Lucasfilm, you. The U.S. government. <laughs> Mickey's <laughs> like, give us all your taxes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like promotional like wallpapers of like, Mickey needs you. Join, yeah. join the military. Yeah. <laughs> you, can re- you can register to vote at Disneyland. 70% <laughs> taxes, huh? <laughs> Oh my Thanks, gosh. Bob. <laughs> Disney Plus is just a propaganda <laughs> machine. Every other channel gets shut down. It's only Disney Plus. You only watch Vice- this now. Vice President Goofy. <laughs> um. would, it, uh, would it be that bad, though? <laughs> no, probably not. They'd probably be like, oh, it's for everyone. At least we die happy. <laughs> That's all I can ask for at this point. Uh, they would. They wouldn't uh, give you welfare anymore. They just pay you in Dole whips. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. They'd really just give you 10 percent out of the parks, but only on Tuesdays. Ooh. Ooh. They're going to introduce euthanasia, but they're going to call it fast pass. Have to get one dog joke in for this episode. There um, we go. It's all good. Dole whips and uh, dark <laughs> you, you get you get a dole whip before you go. Don't you, can eat it. you can eat it while you, while we uh, do the business. Don't miss the churro. Free churro. Here's your needle. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, also, we've got some news about um, some cool manga um, from Yen Press, yes. which is there's going to be manga adaptations for Star Wars Rebels and Claudia Gray's Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Are we excited about this? I'm a huge anime fan, but I'm going to be honest, I probably won't read these, but I'm going to stare at the art. Uh, Me too. Yeah. I I love the art. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like not anticipating getting either of them, but I I want a series of it. Like, give me. Yeah. Like, this is such like a lazy thing. Give me a show. Give me a show (laughs) of it and I'll watch it. (laughs) But book is like, I don't know. I I could say I don't have time. I do have time. I'm lying. I just I'm lazy. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just you know we can't always be interested in everything, right? Like, yeah, um, I love anime I think though. It, like, I love Attack yeah. on Titan. I love Sailor Moon. I love Gundam Wing. I love uh, Tenchi Muyo. I love anime, but it's just like there's only much Star Wars content I could take in. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, that like, for me, Rebels is like my favorite thing ever, and then. <laughs> Princess uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan is probably my favorite canon book as right. of now. And right. but even now, even then, like I'm not really looking at picking these up. I think it's exciting for anyone who like is super into these, but because yeah. these are awesome stories that I hope you know translate really well into that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't personally see myself grabbing them. But it's it's cool that cool that the good shit's getting out there. I have a poster of like an anime manga version of Leia choking out Jabba the Hutt that I got at a Comic-Con <laughs> like eight years ago. And it was one of those ones that I was like, I hunted for it because I was like, I need her killing him. And uh, <laughs> that's like as far as my anime 
Yeah. Uh, but I know they have the figures of Rey and Kylo that are like anime inspired that I really want from uh, Kotobukiya, which I really mm-hmm. want to get, but I have to budget. And I've bought way too many Baby Yodas at this point that I need to like Uh-oh. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know for sure that I'm going to be saving all the artwork that comes out from this. I'm going to be saving because I love the artwork. I, yes. Did you see the Lost Stars one? Yes. Like the artwork for that was just so good, it's and stunning. the Darth Vader was like, ugh. like I love that 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 style. Like mm-hmm. I know for some people made their fan anime. Like I remember that Tie Fighter anime yes. like, video, which was so good. Mm-hmm. Someone did a Doctor Who one like a few like a, like ten years ago, and it's so good. And I'm like. I would just love like one one off style like f- sort of film. That'd be so mm-hmm. cool to see that sort Anime of Anime is just used. so beautiful, yeah. It's such a, yeah, it's such a beautiful yeah, nice. like and I feel like it really fits that sort of Star Wars feeling, like the sort of the mm-hmm. space and the samurai style. So I'd love to see that. Um but I'm I'm interested in seeing the art. Like I said, it's just one of those cool things. And Leia Prince of of Alderon has got a lot of um great visual elements, like the way that like, Claudia Gray writes about order on and like the things that lay gets up to and it'd be fun to see um hopefully that's like if it's in color it'd be cool to see um how holdo looks with her hair <laughs> like a, oh a yeah list of her hair. like that'd be interesting to see like, sure. different changes and stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah uh and i think the last thing we got for this week's episode is the fact that it was george lucas's birthday on the may the 14th <laughs> it's poetry may the rhyme. 14th be with you <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, 76, he looks incredible still. Um, I love that man so much. Like, I really want him to do one more story, like uh, anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you know there's stuff just like floating around because we I'm only saying this because we just did this, so it's fresh in my mind. But like we talked to J.W. Rinsler, who was like a historian for George and wrote the making Mm. of Star Wars books. And he had mentioned that George has like notebooks of like all his original ideas and like intimate ideas about star Wars. I was like, mm-hmm. imagine if anybody got their hands on those books. Like he's got to have like one more good idea that at least, I don't know, 20, but like at least one that like he would want to share with everybody. But I don't know. I feel like he's the type two that would be like, I'm not sharing it. It's mine. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> him either. Like, <laughs> No, neither do I, but I don't know. I just love how he, he's rocked the plaid, jean, New Balance sneaks forever. Um, and then one of my favorite stories that someone told me about Celebration in particular is they had him at Celebration years and years ago in Orlando. And uh, they wouldn't let fans line up. This was before the whole queuing stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you can't line up. So... Uh, a line formed on its own around the side of the building. And um, there was a guy in a wheelchair with like a full leg cast in the in line. So everybody gets in, the guy gets in. After the panel, which was hosted by John Stewart, I think, uh, with George Lucas. Right. And uh, everybody leaves the panel and they go in to go like kind of clean up the room a little bit in between panels. And there's the wheelchair and the cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So oh a guy got God. a big cast oh, man. and wore it just to get into the panel and then was like, I'm good. <laughs> That's the attitude, man. That's I the can't attitude. even be mad. Like the dedication. That's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Nikki, where yeah, are you I think at? That was, that was 2010. Uh, the, um, yeah, 2010 yeah, yeah. celebration. Yep. 
which I I almost went to if I wasn't oh. in high school. <laughs> my first <laughs> it was, it was celebration. Much to figure out. Yeah, my first celebration was 2015, and it was mm-hmm. an unreal experience. Um, I worked for Celebration at the time, but more than anything, as a Star Wars fan, it was like we're actually getting a new movie. Like what? Like it was like this like shocking like is this a dream type scenario? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why one of the thing the reasons I was super pumped or am super pumped to go back to Anaheim this August, who knows, um, is because that show in particular had like a really cool energy to it because everyone was just excited. Like we're actually getting star Wars again. Like this is happening. Yeah. Um, so I was pumped. Yeah. 2015 was a great there. year. Yeah. I was pumped to be I going lo- back I loved there the, in Disneyland like, arena yes, uh, stage arena, as well. They fit mm-hmm. like 5,000 people in there. I was like, let's get, yeah. let's get that back. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the celebration where Carrie made out of that fan? <laughs> yes, and I was standing right there and mm-hmm. I filmed it. Oh my god, I remember watching that live and I was like, I need to get to celebration. <laughs> I yeah. was standing there. That was and a really I was good the, one. Yeah, I was taking pictures for social media and I was standing in the front and uh, James Arnold Taylor was like, oh, I'm going to bring a fan up because he'd give me like a heads up when he was bringing people up for photo ops. So I was like standing by in the front of the panel because first of all, I just adore her and I was like, I'm going to sit through this panel. Um, so then she brings the guy up, which they don't do it anymore. But in 2015, they kind of let people when they had a question be like, can I get a picture? Like they don't <laughs> let you do that anymore. But in 2015, they kind of let it slide a couple times. And this guy goes up there to get a picture with it. And he's like a bigger dude with like a full beard, ponytail, like a big Star Wars guy. And gets up on stage and he takes the selfie with her. And she just turns and starts making out with him. And I was just like, he, oh. Okay. He really went for it. <laughs> well, she went for it first. She did. But like anyone else would be like, oh, this is weird. Like, uh, oh. Are you kidding? If Carrie Fisher started making out with me, I would right? stick my tongue right back in her I mouth. I mean, I I would too, but like, <laughs> I was like, he was like really going for it. Like, probably tasted like, like oh, diet no. coke and cigarettes. That's all she did all day was smoke probably, cigarettes. Probably the greatest kiss of his life. It would be the greatest kiss of my life. I'd be mm-hmm, like, hell yeah, amazing. Like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I just like, watching it like. Imagine God, being that guy, like, that's what you're known for. You're like, I'm the guy yep. that made out with her on the live stream. <laughs> yep. Living the dream. Living the dream. Oh, jeez. I'm on your her. deathbed. You're like, yeah. oh, right. <laughs> Grandkids, let me tell you the time. Carrie I wish made was, out with me. The only thing that would make that better is I hope that is either his girlfriend, fiance, wife was sitting there. Yeah, I'm sure he mentioned it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he mentioned it. Cause that, that's why I was shocked. I was like, he's really going for it. Like, <laughs> good, good luck explaining that. Um, I'd be okay maybe, with it. Maybe that was on his like free pass because she's like, oh, that'll never happen. Oh, the free pass, yeah. <laughs> and then you guys have a he'll... free pass. <laughs> uh, oh I God. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Like honestly, I kind of think my free pass would be Steve Carell. <laughs> Oh, interesting. <laughs> Which people are like, wouldn't it be Adam Driver? And I'm like, no, he'd probably be super intense. <laughs> like, yeah, he'd look like he'd stare at you whilst kissing. He'd like, like read please. you poetry and then ask you what you thought about it. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just be like, you're trying I'm to get out kidding. of it so fast. Before people like, start that was raging, nice. tweeting at me. I'm just joking. I'm just kidding around. I'm sure he's lovely. <sighs> I want to grade it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's like that was nice I'm gonna go now (laughs) that was one of the biggest regrets of my life was that when I went to my first celebration which was 2016 Mm -hmm. um, I was like I really want to be 
Or that, yeah. <laughs> we only just kiss each other cheeks. No. Um, <laughs> we, like, I really wanted to meet, like, do, like, photo shoots and stuff, but I had no money. I didn't really have enough money. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy expensive. this. they expensive. It was. And it was like, I'm going to just get, like, just enjoy my first celebration. And to be fair, right. I did get a free, like, I got, I got a photo with Sam Whitworth, which is awesome. Oh, um, cool. He's nice. He's the, he's the nicest dude. Like, he, some, like, I was waiting there for a while behind the backstage, and he was, like, giving photographs and stuff. And I was like, I, I really wanted to just say hello to him at least. And right. I was the last person and they were like, okay, he's got to go now. And I was about to go in front. Cause I was like the last person. And this dude just cuts in front and gets the picture. And I was like, okay, well I'm going to leave. And I turned around and he, and then my, someone grabs my hand, my phone. He's like, Hey dude, got a picture. And it was <laughs> Sam Whitworth. I was like, Aww, <laughs> he probably saw you look so sad and was like, Oh, I, that's exactly it. And I, you can see the that's photo. So cute. I'm smiling so much. I'm like, oh my god, Darth Maul is the nicest dude. <laughs> like, I'm so glad. <laughs> but the thing with that celebration was like, I really wanted to meet. I was like, I, I regret it now, but next year I'm going to go to celebration again, and it will be fine, and I can meet them. And I was like, I'm going to meet Carrie because the closest I got yeah. to her was, um, we went to the uh, Future of Star Wars panel. And we were like pretty mm-hmm. close up, weren't we, Nikki? We were like pretty mm-hmm. high, like in the rows. And then we went to go get photos. So we got like pretty decent photos and we shout with John B. Ager and stuff like that. And that's when they announced Auden as well. So like Auden was there. It was Auden, Carrie. Um, yeah, I was there. I was in the front row taking pictures. Oh, were you there as well? Yeah. I was doing social oh, stuff awesome. at the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we probably might have been like next year. <laughs> like, <a giant laughs> Isn't it funny that. <laughs> It's just like how life happens. You like cross yeah. people and you never even know. It's so weird, but it's so cool. It's so like cool. when he came out in the cape and everything, Krennic. Oh, oh that, was so good. That, was, that was one of the best moments. It was like, yes, you could not like those the two big moments of that panel, which just blew me away is the one like <laughs> when they spoiled um, <laughs> about Baze's death. Oh, <laughs> <which yeah. laughs> hilarious. I was like, did that just happen? <laughs> and they when showed a trailer died. in that panel that they never un- posted. That right. trailer was so awesome. That was oh, a really yeah. cool trailer. <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna post this later," and everyone was like, "Oh okay." And then they posted, yeah. it and they were like, "Psych suckers." <laughs> that was so good. People, but, people got really mad at that. Yeah. So the funny thing about that panel, I remember, is in advance, Alden came up to me and was like, "These are my parents," and I was like, "Hello, parents." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, do you mind helping him find a seat? I was like, sure, sure. So like, they sat like next to me in the front row, oh, and cool. it was just so funny because at the time, you have to think now, especially like the make solo two thing. It's just so funny, but like then I was just like, <laughs> all right, whatever. And so like, his parents are sitting next to me, and I'm like, wow, you must be really excited. They're like, we're so proud. And so like, there they are sitting there, and he comes out, and he's all excited. And everyone, John Boy is talking about how he looks hot, like Han, and I was like, oh, this is so exciting as a Star Wars fan. But like, you kind of tune it out when you're working. And yeah. so after the fact, like now that I don't work there anymore, um, and I do the podcast on myself, I was like, I actually sat with Alden's parents and like chit chat it. Like that's yeah. so weird that they were just like, we're just like really proud of him. And I was like, you Gram- should be. Grandpa and grandma solo. <laughs> yeah, she spoiled it. That's one of my favorite things that he's ever said is when he was like, I told my grandma and was like, Grandma, you can't tell anybody. And she was like, Okay. And then she's like, I told everyone that you're Han Solo. And he was like, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. such a great panel that was like one of those crazy panels with like 
just explaining it now, it's like, oh yeah, Ryan Johnson was there, and we Lord had, and like, Miller were there. Yeah, like, everyone was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't nice. think we've ever had that again. Like, really? No, I think they only a did scared like now. <laughs> two of those. Yeah, they they like tried to do the first one when Josh Trank was not feeling well <laughs> in, uh, yes, in Anaheim, and they talked about everything. Yeah, and right. they brought and up then they did that one in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, those yeah, those are like kind of the only ones they've done. <laughs> they probably banned. I mean, it's, it's probably like, a no safe. more future. Yeah. No more future. It's probably a safe strategy. You know, just don't don't put too much things on until they're like oh, ready, geez. ready. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's got to be so cringe it's, it's for them being like, process. remember that panel with uh, Lord Miller? Hey, remember I this? Know. Remember that? They're like, oh gosh. But, but yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. I was like, I really wish I could meet Carrie, but don't worry, I can meet her next year. And that was 2016, and so uh, that was like the yeah. worst. And that's why I got this picture of. That's why I was like. There is no way I'm not getting a picture of Mark. Like I need to meet him, and that's when I got the picture of mm-hmm. Mark that year, and uh, and Hayden as well, which was like Hayden Christensen is the nicest dude. He, he seems so sweet. He's the nicest dude. I made him laugh, which was like an A plus oh moment God, in is, my life. Yes, when you make a celebrity or any type of person that you find some importance to laugh, you're like, I'm in. <laughs> I went up to him because <laughs> you only have like a certain amount of time, and so I was like, right, I was like, hey, I went, hi, Hayden. I just wanted to say like you were my childhood hero growing up. And Aww. he went, oh, thanks, buddy. And I went, and villain. And then he laughed. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you sneaky Pete. I was like, that's what I, I was like. It's just one of those moments where I walked out, I was like, I made Darth Vader laugh. That's yeah. my good deed for the year. <laughs> my, I think my culmination of meeting uh, a Star Wars person is probably Mark Hamill because I grew up with the original trilogy and and loving mm-hmm. Luke like I have all these journals when I was little of like you know how they make you do those bios where they're like Lacey loves her dog it's like <laughs> Lacey loves pizza and the color purple and her favorite movie is Return of the Jedi and she loves Luke Skywalker like that's what all these bios were um, yeah. so when 2015 is when I first met him he was backstage with uh, James Arnold Taylor and they were like I said to James Arnold Taylor, like, hey, can I get a picture of you and Mark on stage with all the fans behind you for social? And he was just like, yeah, 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 we'll do that. And I was like, okay. James forgot. Totally forgot. (laughs) So I was sitting backstage on the, they have those little panel, like the panels of uh, like banner panels on the side where you kind of go behind stage. So I'm, I was sitting there the whole panel, the whole panel waiting for him to do this thing. I'm like, I'm here. I'm going to get this moment. It's going to be great. And so then he's like, okay, everybody, thank you so much. And he comes to walk off stage and there I am sitting there and I'm sure I had this like deer in headlights look like, uh, and James was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And I was like, yeah, you remember to sign your shoes, but you forgot my social picture. So then, <laughs> so then we're backstage and he was very nice. He felt bad. I was fine. Uh, I love that now I live in a world that I have to like preface that I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, so <laughs> we're backstage and there he is talking to Mark and uh, Matt Martin was there too at the time because he was doing social still i think for star wars at the time mm-hmm. uh and because they hadn't fully made the transition to disney yet so yeah. mm-hmm. he was still on the digital starwars.com side so um i was backstage waiting to take this picture and james goes hey lacy come on over and i'm like lacy this is the moment of your life like don't mess this up so like i'm on my phone and i have an iphone i still do but at the time i had one and i was just flipping between screens like you know how you have all the icons and there's like multiple 
Yeah. I was doing that to look like I was important, that like I was like doing business. <laughs> and Matt Martin was standing next to me and he saw me doing it and he like gave me this look like I know what you're doing. And I was just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yep, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, hey, uh, so Lacey runs social for Celebration. And Mark's like, Lacey, you do an amazing job. Like, I, I love the social. And I was like, I know you don't really look at it, but thank you so much. Uh, and he was just like, can we get a picture? So they took a selfie. And then I took like a picture of them taking the selfie because it was kind of like a behind the scenes thing. And he was mm-hmm. so sweet. And then I saw him again in 2017. And this time I was a fan and I was in the airport and I had Ray buns in. I had a sweatshirt on and Ray boots and all this other stuff. And the like TSA lady comes up and goes, do you like Star Wars? And I like gave her this look like, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> like very obviously. And she was just like, okay, well, that guy over there, he's like Luke or whatever. Like he's over there. And I was like, he's mean- Luke or whatever. Yeah. And so I was just like, you mean Mark Hamill? And she's like, yeah, whatever. She's like, don't make a big scene about it, but he's over there. So like I look over and he's in the next lane in like security. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother him. Like he's probably gets bothered all the time, but like it's cool that I'm 10 feet from him. So I get on like the monorail to go to my plane and I get on the wrong one because I was so distracted. So I come back out and there he is sitting there signing autographs. And I was like, oh, my God, this is your moment, Lacey. You have like 30 seconds to decide what to do. So I have my Last Jedi poster like in my hand because I was like that neurotic that I was hand carrying at home to Connecticut from Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like paranoid. It was going to get bent. I was like, I'm going to carry this on. So there I am. And I'm like, okay, this is the moment. I'm just going to go for it. So I like fucking I didn't mean to swear. Sorry. I beelined it. You can swear all you want. Oh, okay. Because ours, we don't swear, so I feel bad. So I beelined it for Mark Campbell, and he's got security guys with him. And he's about to finish. He's about to get up. And I was like, excuse me. And he just like looks over, and here I am, Lucasfilm sweatshirt, Ray Buns, shoes, whatever. And I think he recognized me because we had like a full conversation. And I was like, um, so I don't mean to bother you, but like, would you mind signing this? And he was just like, looks at me, and he smiles. He goes, I'd love to sign it for you. And so I hand it to Aww. him, and he goes, do you have a pen? And... Th- I, I think I started sweating. I was like, ah, ah, and like he reaches over and grabs this little boy's pen and he looks at me and he goes, so like, do you, who do you want me to make it out to? And I was like, uh, my name's Lacey. Uh, you can make it out to Lacey, L-A-C-U-I. And in my head, I'm going, you can draw dicks on this thing. I don't care like what you put on this poster, just as long as you say too Lacey, I don't care. So oh, he starts man. laughing because I'm like clearly like so pumped. And I was like showing my boarding pass. Like I'm sitting in seat 4E. And he's like, okay, whatever, crazy. So like he's laughing. The security guy's laughing. He's signing to me. He's like, here you go, Lacey. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. And so then I have it in my hand. And I'm like, oh, my God, this can't smudge. So I'm like holding it out like it's like a baby through the, <laughs> through the airport. <laughs> And I walk up to these people that are like other TSA people. And I was like, I don't think you guys understand. I just met Luke Skywalker. And they looked at me like, okay, psychopath, what do you need? And I was like, uh, so I'm looking for train seven. And they just like kind of both points and there's train seven. I looked like a total idiot, but oh, worth man. It. I, I was shaking for probably an hour and a half. I was so hyped. I, like it was like, <laughs> probably like, I don't know. I don't want to date myself. We'll just say 30. It was like 30 years of my life coming to like a point like a zenith wordly mm-hmm. wise word zenith of i get that all the uh the moments but yeah it, it was it's he like was a just very so specific nice. high 
Yeah. Right? Like when you yeah. have those moments at like celebration or something like that. I've it's never like you're just like felt jittery. <laughs> yeah, I've never. Yeah. So the funny thing is like there was one time at celebration where I was behind. It was in 2015. I was behind the show store like just doing social and I, you kind of find these spaces that nobody's in that you can kind of be by yourself. And these people come mm-hmm. running backstage with like masks on. And I used like what I call my mom voice. I was like, um, excuse me, you can't be back here. And it was Daisy mm-hmm. and John. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they take their mask off and they look at me and they're like, uh, and I was like, I mean, you could stay. It's you can, um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. You stay. I'll go. Oh my god, it's oh, so man. embarrassing. She's like, that Jedi mind trick really works. God <laughs> damn. It was so I was like, uh, excuse me, excuse me, you can't be back here. And I was like, no, you know what? I can't be back here. I'll leave right now. The thing about that makes that worse is that when you do that voice, you have so much power and you feel so confident in yourself. And when yeah. you realize that you're the one in the wrong, it it you can't help but automatically your voice drops like you're like, um, you guys tell me what to do please <laughs> I think my, uh, my voice like cracked i was like uh, excuse me uh, i'll see you later because obviously like even though like, we grew up i grew up with the prequels like mm-hmm. my films were still the original trilogy like because i used to watch those on like literally like my dad's just like as soon as that i was born that's what they put on to shut me up. Like they put on Star Wars, like the oh, original trilogy for me. My first Not to word shut was... you up, but cute. That... <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my first word was was um, dun dun, which was my way of saying like the Imperial March, like dun dun dun. Oh my dun, goodness! Dun. So my first word was dun dun, which meant that I wanted to watch Star Wars, and so they had to put it on every time I said dun dun. And so the OT is like my jam. So like, Mark, obviously, Luke Skywalker is like my favorite. Like Leia and Luke are my favorite characters, and so meeting sure. Mark Hamill was just like, oh my god! And there was the bit in Celebration 2016 when Mark did like an end of day speech where he was on the Falcon set, and mm-hmm. he was supposed to like speak for like five minutes, and then like the celebration was closing, <laughs> he was still talking. <laughs> Everyone was just like gathered around, like he was Jesus, and we were all disciples watching right. him spread the gospel of Episode Eight. But he's, my the he's weirdest, so awesome. The weirdest moment I had celebration-wise was, um, and speaking of airports, is that I was getting a plane back to London from Orlando in 2017. Mm-hmm. And on my plane, well, first of all, which was weird, was we had this as a soap opera in the UK called Emmerdale. Mm-hmm. And one of the cast members from Emmerdale was in Orlando, which made no sense to me. I was like, right. he's like a, a celebrity, like a well-known celebrity in England nowhere else i'm in florida and he's there i was like that's weird and on my plane was warwick davis and his family oh he's so nice he's so nice but i got Mm -hmm. off the plane when i arrived in london Mm -hmm. uh, i got my stuff back and i was waiting like near the like the base or leave um the airport Mm -hmm. and he was on that little scooter thing Mm -hmm. and he was coming away i think he like was talking to someone but he was coming towards me now I have to say, like, I'm wearing a Last Jedi shirt with Celebration on it, and I've got a bag full of Star Wars stuff. He looks at me, right? Like, oh god, like I've just been on this plane ride. Yeah, it's been like, yeah, like yeah. Twelve hour flight. Yeah, I don't need to talk to someone, and I knew that, and so I just gave him a little nod and a smile, and I think he appreciated the fact that I wasn't going to be like, "Can I get a phone?" <laughs> right, right. Sign, sign this. Just, yeah, <laughs> I was like. 
I can see you, Warwick. I appreciate you, Warwick. I will let you go, Warwick. And I think you like thank you. I've released you. <laughs> he was he was my first uh celebration encounter, like on my, my very Aww. first celebration. He uh he was kind of similar story, like he was just coming at me on his little segue thing. And uh and like it was it was just so random. I was just like, Hey Warwick. And he was like, Hello, <laughs> and then just kept going. It was so awesome. Hello. It was like the greatest passing. <laughs> It's like, he was, was mine as well because, yeah. you know, um, 2015 celebration. Mm-hmm. I wanna, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they were doing you know, when they did the live trailer announcement for episode seven when they showed the trailer for the first time. Right, and Disney uh, stock went up six billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know they did those locations in around the world. Like they did like a live stream. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was, I got, I won the chance to go to the London one, so I went to the London one. Oh, um, and I went. I went to before it started. I went to go to the toilet, and like oh. the, I was waiting. I was waiting for my ex because she went to the loo, and I was like, "Okay, I'm just waiting." And then I was waiting near the men's loo, and the door opens, and it's Warwick Davis. He's like, "Hello." <laughs> it's wicked. It's wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, "Wicked, wicked, just done a wee." <laughs> wow, <laughs> all weird. And then the other, the other weird thing was um. Nikki, do you remember at 2016 celebration? So that's when me and Nikki met in person was at 2016, the London celebration. I really and hope they go back to London soon. I had a blast at me that too. one. Me too. It was I such had the a best fun. fish and chips of my life. We no one does it like <laughs> we do. I know. And meat <laughs> and, um, pies too. Except the north. Uh, the north to the meat pies as well. Uh, yeah, Yorkshire. Yorkshire is great it's for fish and chips. They're just spot on. Yeah, um, but we were. Yeah. We were talking about Rebels because it was when they announced Fraun. Yes. And yep. it was me, Nikki, and some other people. And out of nowhere, <laughs> just thinking about it makes me laugh. Out of nowhere, Peter Mayhew just goes, like, speeds past on his little scooter thing, like, Vroom. we're like, <laughs> we're just talking about Star Wars. <laughs> And Chewbacca nearly ran us over. <laughs> like, what a, yeah, what a, what a was, weird day. He was at the bar because they stayed at the hotel like right next door. So he was at the bar like one night afterwards. Um, and I felt so bad for him because people kept coming up to him. And I was like, just leave him alone. Oh, <laughs> you no. just want to have a beer. <laughs> um, it's, it's weird. There's a really like, down. His knees were like my height sitting. Like It's yeah. crazy. There's a really tall. satisfying feeling of when you see someone who's recognizable and you leave them alone. Yeah, no <laughs> Or like, you just treat them, them like, yeah. just treat them normally. And I'm telling <laughs> and you, like, that one time with Mark and... They're just thankful. Yeah. In the airport, there was like a 10 second, I was like, I would never do this, but this is the one time. Because he's I an airport, that. fair game. Like, yeah. For me, there's like an extra awkwardness because I've got like anxiety disorder so i'm like trying to pr- i pr- i, I oh, get anxious too. and yeah, yeah. normal yeah i get anxious at yep. normal decisions anyway yeah and when we was at celebration last year we was at the bar and i was talking to like ash crossing and stuff like for a while mm-hmm. and um but there was a bit where i was like having a drink and nikki went off somewhere else to talk to someone else so i was like okay i'll be there in a second but then the bar got a bit more packed and i needed oh, to yeah. get past i needed to like get past but the person next to me was bobby moynihan <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I could. These are my two options. I could tap him on the shoulder, or like, excuse me, Mister Bobby Moynihan for messing now. Uh, do you mind if I pass through? <laughs> or I just stay there and don't do anything. 
Or and you I like, gotta get away. Or I live the rest of my days in this very spot. <laughs> I can't and leave. I to move. I picked the ladder. I just stood there until he left. You could pull Lacey being oh, like, no, yeah. no, I'll go. You don't you don't move, I'll move. <laughs> I was like, Nikki, um, boy moine hunter. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. I'm like, in college <laughs> in college I um interned for NBC Sports in New York City because I'm about oh, cool. an hour, hour and a half outside of New York City in Connecticut. And so in college I, I interned there during the Olympics and I remember they sent me down to the front desk per usual for like to pick something up. So I go downstairs and I get in the elevator and there's Bobby Moynihan and he's standing there. So it's me and this other intern and I see him and I'm like, all right. So I get in and she's like freaking out. And I'm just like standing there like this guy's just doing his job. Just like you freaking out is making him feel awkward. So like he looks at her, sees her freaking out and then turns to me and goes, hey, what's up? I'm like, nothing. (laughs) What's up with you? And he goes, oh, nothing. I was like, how's your week? He goes, "Ugh, Justin Bieber's here. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, he has more security than like the president. It's so stupid. I was like, yeah, I hear that. He's like, okay, well, have a good day. He just gets off. And I was like, bye, Bobby. Good chat. <laughs> he did not like Joseph Bieber. He's like, oh, yeah, man. I've heard that before. Like, I think they all hated him. Like, he, yeah, that, that's just, such a, I, I can't, I, I really hope to have more confidence next time. Because I'm on the bar of Bobby Wine. I'm not going to just be like, I'm not going to speak to you. I, I have to just we have to get him on he seems like the sort of person who would love to be on this show yeah probably <laughs> i mean most people if i found in my own experience if you just say like hey what's up the only person that like totally shot me down uh to be completely honest is uh this past december i was in la for the uh, rise skywalker premiere and i was in the bar afterwards like real late like this we're talking like one two in the morning like super super late so it was like I was standing there and I'm talking to a bunch of people and Dave Filoni's there and he's wearing his cowboy hat or whatever. And he starts walking towards me. And so as he's about to pass, I said, hey, Dave, huge fan, loved your episodes of The Mandalorian. And he just looked at me and was like, okay. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and so John Hoey was with me and he just burst out laughing i was like i didn't even say anything weird i just said something genuine and john just was like i've never seen you get shot down so hard and it was hilarious i was like oh i mean gosh. accurate totally fine but it was just so funny because i think it was just the end of the night it's fine i'm not holding anything against them it was just so funny because it was like so like hey man great job and he's like all right cool bye <laughs> i was like i had that with uh with tom kane oh yeah yeah and it this was a long time ago. It's sure. like 2012 Ba-dum. celebration. <laughs> like I, I was just like, oh, big fan of big fan of what you do on the show. And he's like, yeah. thank you. And I was just kind of like standing there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go now. Right. Like, I guess I'll leave. <laughs> oh, man. It's I do so like the idea funny. of you being in the standoff with Admiral Lauren. Yep. It's just, it's so funny. I think I had a similar situation with Pablo too, because he was at the bar. And I was like, hey, man. Because we... We're both friends with this guy, Elliot. So I was like, hey, I'm friends with Elliot, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, all right. And just like walked by. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but then like I spoke to his wife for a while. Like she's lovely. And we had like a full yeah. conversation. But it's just like I feel like some people just tune out. And they're just like, nah. But like Dave Filoni. Oh, my God. He no sold me so hard. Like That's hilarious. Like, totally like <laughs> I, I kind of wish he went even further and like put his hand on my face and just kind of 
Get out on you. Yeah, like just go full. Like I want the full experience. Yeah, but oh, John witnessed that. He also witnessed, you know, like how Jennifer Lawrence fell up the stairs at the Oscars. Yes, I totally did that outside. Oh no! (laughs) Here, I was walking. I think that's why Dave was like, I can't be seen with her. No, 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 no. It was uh, (laughs) Daniel Kennedy and Ash were in front of John and I, and we're walking up these stairs, and they had like seventy stairs. And I had this dress on that was like shorter in the front, longer in the back. So what happened was when I stepped up the stair, the back part stuck under my heel, and I just totally just went and just (laughs) like. Jennifer Lawrence face planted. And, oh no. And I was laughing so hard. It was so <laughs> funny. And John, I look over and John's like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, that was amazing. I wish you got that on camera. It was so good. And just Ash and Daniel saw nothing, so it's fine. But John saw it and he forgot about it until weeks later. I was like, hey, remember the time I did this? And he was like, oh yeah, you did do that. <laughs> were you okay though? Like, were you like, oh, did I you catch fine. yourself? I was fine. I caught myself with my hands. So it's like totally cool. But it was just so funny. It was like exactly what Jennifer Lawrence does because someone had posted a clip of it. And I was like, that's what I did. I did exactly that. Oh, man. Uh, Oh, yeah. I love when I do stupid stuff. It makes me laugh so hard. (laughs) We've had like, yeah, we've had so many. fails to make you laugh, you know? (laughs) I... I don't know what it is. If I'm more awkward and ridiculous, I just laugh harder. Yeah. 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 No, I, get, I totally get that. <laughs> there is something there is something special about, like, I think there's no stage to your career, no matter how well you do, or, like, the interviews you get or whatever. There's no way that you get, like, I've, I've got a degree in journalism, and I still, I went to Celebration in the media room, and I was uh-huh. like, Perry Nemiroff, and I was like, there's, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> we'll leave. Oh, don't left. say that. <laughs> don't say I was like, that. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna hang out with the, you know, the, everyone else. <laughs> but, no, like, that's not true. Because everybody starts somewhere. So absolutely. There, but if you're at one point, someone's clearly ten steps behind you. So that's how I always view it. It's like, yeah, Dave Filoni totally shut me down. <laughs> but at one point, <laughs> someone shot Dave Filoni down. So absolutely, yeah. I'm there. It's just, <laughs> I'm on my way. It's just, it's just one of those things. Where, like, there's there's too much like pressure sometimes. Just gotta chill out, relax, and sometimes the weird yeah. stuff happens to us. No, I have, get have- such bad anxiety too. That like, just uh, my thing with celebration is I I'm so uh, so grateful for anybody that wants to come say hi to me. But I get anxious because I'm like, oh my god, what if they hate me? Like that's the first thing I think is like, oh mm-hmm. god. So I get like really anxious and I get so nervous about it. And people are like, why are you nervous? And I'm like, because I I care more about what your perception is than what you think my perception is like we were I'm like crazy <laughs> we were crazy flummoxed with how how many people that like random people came up to us and said hey i'm a fan of the show i'm we like, so sad i didn't get to see you guys <gasps> me too yeah it was like john one of those always like, like rubs <sighs> it in my face that he like hung out with you guys and like James not so much because James is just like everything's wonderful like he's like that kind of person but John's exactly, like yo yeah. I hung out with them so like we're friends and I'm like we're kind of friends too on the internet <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I think Lacey you and I were the the forgotten children of that of that exchange yes. and I always hear oh it's because you were VIP I was like yeah but I paid for that ticket it's not like it was given to me <laughs> <laughs> that's what you seem to be forgetting it was just yeah it was one of those things where it was like 
not only are we meeting for the first time, or well, at least for me, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, nice, nice to meet you guys. But it was like at a very, very specific moment where like if anyone else saw me, I'd be like, God damn it. Like, cause me and Claire were like, we'll be fine. And like the trailer didn't even start and we were like crying. <laughs> oh, John said he was like drinking out of flasks and stuff. I was like, where was I? <laughs> and it then I remembered I was in a panel. We we did try to get like Nikki, where are you? It's like some point across the room. There's just too many people. <laughs> I heard it was just swarmed, like you couldn't move. It was crazy. Yeah, that's fun though. That's really fun. So that's why, like, whenever celebration happens next, uh, I didn't get a VIP ticket this year. It was just like uh, you know, website failed, whatever. We have one like for our group. Like somehow we finagled one. Um, but mm-hmm. my response is like, I kind of want to be in the pit more than the panel because mm-hmm. the panel's great and you're there and you get to pictures or whatever. But like. Every time someone like you guys talk about like being there and seeing the trailer with all these people and like being in that environment, like that seems more fun to me than me sitting in a seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as well, like I, I'd love to go to the main ones, of course, but sure. sometimes it's nice to just walk around the room and like, there's not as many people. <laughs> it's just like you get to hang out with like weird stuff. You get to see the Star Wars stage, like a lot of big, like you may go to the big panels, but you might miss seeing Oscar Isaacs, but yeah and the way i saw it is like if i don't get into the panel i'm totally cool with it like whereas i feel like a lot of us felt going into that celebration we were like oh my god what if we don't get in the room what's gonna happen and then i saw these fun videos and like pictures and stuff from the stage and i was like what i'm not in the cool spot i'm i feel like for me the like the ideal personally would have been to be like at the like in the main stage where it was actually happening live but sure. i think going outside of that i would rather like i'm so glad where i was for the star wars show stage as opposed to like mm-hmm. one of the streaming rooms right um, right because like yeah the star wars show stage for episode nine like yeah it was it was wild it, like that was that was a thing. party yeah. yeah i think there's something to do with being like standing and cramped up and like my friends were in line to get like we got pretty close to the stage and it's because we we'd been like lined up since like six a.m. Right, and, right. And it was like it, you, just that little bit of like deranged fatigue <laughs> that adds to it. <laughs> um, right, right. And it's like yeah, that was so wild. I can't. I definitely prefer that to to one of the like streaming uh, rooms. Yeah, Apart and also I was. In- yeah, and I was in the stage by myself right. too. That was the other thing. It's like it's different when you're with your friends. So it's like looking mm-hmm. back on it, like I don't regret anything. I'm so thankful to have the opportunity. But it's like one thing to be with your friends when you experience something like that. Whereas I was just yelling at random people, and they were like, "Okay, why are you <laughs> yelling at me?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I could not do that by myself. Like one of the fun things about because we went to the big room for the Clone Wars panel. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was funny. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like is that Saf, like, in two rows ahead of us? Like, literally, mm-hmm. like, right below us. So I was like, damn it. And I was like, I'm behind you. <laughs> She's like, excuse me? <laughs> and she looks up, I was like, hey. Oh, that's fun. But yeah, we have, to, we have to meet up this time. We've, um, yes, whenever it happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hoping it'll be next year because that, t- that there's a, I, I don't think I can go if it's this year, but if it's next year, fingers crossed i'll be able to go for that one i think everyone's um, gonna feel better if it is next year so like absolutely. while i'm in this position of like oh i really want it to happen this year i just think with everything going on where people are financially personally everything going on 
it would just be better as a whole for everyone if we just move it to next year or if they were to. Mm-hmm. I don't have any control over that. If they move it to next year only because I think everybody will have a better peace of mind knowing like, okay, I have a year to plan ahead. I have a year to mm-hmm. figure everything out. I'm not worried about the pandemic. I'm not worried about travel. I don't have other things going on. Um, it would just be better. Definitely. And I feel like like in my mind it is going to happen next year and in my mind hopefully i'll be able to go and if we do go right. we're going to be doing a live show hopefully we're going to be doing a live show at the at the convention that will be the first for us every oh, time we go fun. yeah every time we go we're trying to do like a next step forward so hopefully right, right. this time we get to um interview some people will be nice and obviously we have to do a big meet up and hang out <laughs> let's hope you. i filled the yeah. application out right <laughs> i'm sure you did <laughs> a million <laughs> listeners <laughs> No, yeah. it's super fun. Um, that was in all the years that I've done Comic Cons, you know, professionally and as a fan. Celebration was the first one where I was on a panel, and it was definitely nerve wracking. But it's one of those things that goes by so quick, and you're just like, "Wow, this really happened." Um, so, if anybody's like you guys included, if anybody's ever interested in doing any type of panel about something that they care about, I'm totally like, "Do it. You have nothing to lose." Yeah, I, I've yeah. got like the craziest anxiety, and like, but I did live performances, and I kind of oh, got cool. a rush from them before. Yeah. So it was like, and but then I had like a this awful event that happened. I was like, never doing live again. But Aww. I do. I mean, I do live episodes. I do podcasts, and now I'm hopefully right. if I do this, it'd be nice to do some live podcast shows with the guys. I was gonna and, say you guys do a weekly live show. Yeah, <laughs> which, which was a test, I guess, at first. Yeah, like, it is a little different it. having people in front of you, but if anything, it's better because then you hear the reactions in the audience of like laughs and stuff, which you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm not just laughing at myself or exactly. oh, okay, they <laughs> don't like this, they do like this. And you kind of get an idea of like what to t- keep talking about and what to move on from. It's like a really interesting like pace mechanism of how you're doing. It's it's really strange, but it's really fun. And more than anything, I just loved at Celebration all the interactions with people because um, mm-hmm. it's the only weekend that you genuinely are surrounded by people that love something as much as you do. It's like it's the weirdest, the Super the Bowl Star Wars. You know, that's what the five hundred first call it. So I totally agree with that. It's like the best of the best, and I wouldn't if I could do it all the time. I would. Um, but I'm so grateful for even just one weekend a year to do it. So, yeah, no, it's so special to go. I, I can't wait for it to to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Like the only thing I'm interested about is if we do get picked to do a live show. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that? Because <laughs> like half of our content <laughs> will be banned. <laughs> I don't think we can talk about. <laughs> Oh, you did That's for, sh- for future you as to worry about show today <laughs> for the past hour and 45 minutes where you only really swore twice i swore once so i apologize that's true do you think so, the mickey euthanasia joke would go down well oh it's fine you can really say anything they they just don't want to, anything like swears religion uh sex race like those like hot topics <laughs> get rid of all this I'm sure we can keep it in check yeah, it's just like PG. <laughs> All that Even racism PG. Claire drops. <laughs> oh, jeez. She's terrible at it. She's always, she's so racist. <laughs> she just only values her monkey lizards and no one else. So. No, I, I guess I, I, sound, I feel stupid for saying something like this, but like the best advice I can give is just be yourself. 
Okay. Yeah. I as, mean, as stupid yeah. as that sounds, I don't want it to come across like, oh, Lacey's so pompous. She's giving advice. No, I'm just saying for no, my own anxiety's not. sake, uh, all I could say was like to myself was like, okay, just be yourself. If they're here, mm-hmm. they want to hear what you have to say. Um, so just, just tell people why you love Star Wars. Because the reason why, you know, there's like three new Star Wars podcasts every day is because everybody has different opinions and thoughts and and likes dislikes about star wars and that's what makes it so great so the best thing you're going to do is just be yourselves yeah i feel like it'd be just nice to be the the dumb podcast like the ones who like to be silly about it (laughs) we like being silly about it like everyone else is so serious i wouldn't say dumb podcast i would say fun podcast quirky it's quirky's good quirky i'm okay with i wouldn't say dumb you guys are not dumb whatsoever (laughs) i don't know about that (laughs) a class racism is dumb to be fair (laughs) she's gonna come back and be like what happened (laughs) (laughs) well um so should we just sort of end off the podcast because we haven't done this for a while because for the last few weeks we've been doing the clone wars and i think Mm -hmm. pretty much Every time we've watched the Clone Wars, that's been our what made us moist. Um, like Ugh. suggestion. Like so, I know that's your thing, guys, but like that word's terrible. <laughs> what moist? I hate that word so. What's wrong with moist? Please stop. Moist. You can get on a T-shirt, right? <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> so, what made us moist this week? I'm so sorry, Lacey, but it's you know, okay. we have to get it it's out. Your then. Thing. It's your thing. It's your bit. I get it. I hate it, but it's <laughs> What about you, Nikki? What made you moist? Oh, man. Um, Slippery. I mean, me. Uh, hmm. It's a good question. <laughs> what made me... Uh... Uh, uh, oh, I'll tell you. So, it just sort of links into everything that... Um, we've just been talking about, but with George Lucas's birthday being uh, yesterday, as we're recording today, but um, with it being yesterday, I was looking through a bunch of photos for the time I got to see him at Celebration in 2012. And then that all dovetailed into just finding all my old Celebration pics, and it was just making Aww. me very happy and very moist. Aww. In my I eyes, because I miss it so much. <laughs> In my <laughs> uh, eyes. <laughs> yeah, so like... That's that's kind of the thing. It's always like like we've just talked about for you know this, this past however long we've been talking about it. Um, it's it's so it's so great to be there. It's so great to see everyone and you both fans and creators and just sort of like yeah enjoying all that. It's it's just the it's the ultimate event for moistness. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lacey? <laughs> Um, so is this like what I'm geeking out about right now? Like what I, yeah, what, yeah, what made you the most like excited or geeked out this week about Star Wars? Did you feel um, good? Um, let me see. I am loving the gallery series for the Mandalorian. I went to college and got my master's degree in like video production. So, uh, mm-hmm. I love that stuff and I love it kind of more than the actual content itself because I love learning why people do the things they do, why people love Star Wars. I love listening. My favorite thing is to hear people's connection to Star Wars, like why they love it and and how they got into it. Uh, I love it. It's it's my favorite thing. I will ask everybody that question because it's like, I, I, I breathe it in. I, it like, dr- drives me. Um, 
So hearing that from all the creators and just learning how their environment is so collaborative and it's very much like the original Star Wars, which was very much, oh, we got bot- uh, model builders and someone's a really great editor and we have John Williams and George Lucas and like everybody's working together towards one goal. I'm all about that. And um, so, yeah, that's what I've been pretty excited about. Awesome. Yeah, I know for sure. Like, if I think one of the things about Disney era Star Wars that's kind of like disappointing is that they don't really go into the detail of like how they made stuff, and there's a lot right. of reasons for that. Um, really sneaky. Very. And yeah. I feel like this is slightly different. Obviously, it's it's more positive, but there's still like there's elements like like you said earlier, Nikki, about like John Favreau not knowing that scene from Empire Strikes Back. You don't go, <laughs> oh, you don't know that. You're like, oh, okay, well. Everyone, it's like got different sort of. I loved that moment because he was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dave's like, he shut me down. (laughs) Dave Filoni got shot down like I got shot down by Dave Filoni. See, it's it's the circle circle of life. Oh, man. (laughs) Circle of life. The circle. Like, really a circle of life with Jim Favreau doing that. Favreau. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, what made me moist this week is obviously uh, it was Claire's birthday uh-huh. um, on Monday, and all of us in this uh, podcast uh, did a message for Claire, um, and everyone around the Star Wars community was so amazing and came together. Um, I think we mentioned this on social. Like anyone else would just do like a nice little message for their friend. We ended up making a Star Wars movie. <laughs> as you it do. was so fun. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was just nice seeing. Uh, so we. Uh, we're doing a D&D series soon, but Ooh. we we tricked Claire on her birthday morning and told her that we need to do an urgent meeting to discuss details about this D&D thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, that's fine. We get her on, and I'm like, yeah, so I'm, I've got ideas for like what we can do. Like, oh, I don't know what we should do. Like, we're like boring, like generic conversation. She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I got, I got an idea of like another show that does a sort of similar thing. Like, oh, can you see? And I, I said, I put, I called it Souls Exclusive because it seems like a funny joke. Just like, did okay, you record yeah, sure. her reaction? I did not because oh. we couldn't. Like, it was just one of those things. I was like, I don't know if, yeah, it's too personal. Oh right, and, right, right, right. But we did get pictures of like I took Aww. screen grabs of like like pictures of the thing. But she, yeah, there was tears. <laughs> and I knew we got. It, we, we were laughing because. It comes up with the happy birthday, like in the Star Wars font. Mm-hmm. And when it finished, I went, you thought that was it, didn't you? <laughs> she was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, see, that's where you, that's where you, like, anyone else would just do that. We did the whole Star Wars. It was crawl. so cute. She deserves it. It was great. Absolutely. That was so nice best. of you guys to do that. But if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube um, to watch that. We made a little birthday message for Claire. And thank you to everyone who um, sent in the message. Um, it was just awesome and lovely to see. Everyone positive and not moaning, although that only lasted <laughs> a day. <laughs> uh, oh, Star Wars Twitter, you fickle, you fickle being. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Lacey, for coming on. Where yeah, can everyone find you and the podcast? Uh, so I'm a part of the Resistance broadcast. Uh, for Star Wars Newsnet, we put out new episodes every Monday and Thursday, and we do the Mando fan show uh, right now, currently about the Mandalorian docuseries every Friday. Uh, and you can find us at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. 
if you're looking just for me, which is cool, if you want to like roast me on all the embarrassing things I said today, uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And then, of course, if you want to take part in Make Solo 2 Happen, which is our fan campaign uh, where we just want to celebrate how awesome Solo is, it's on May 25th and use the hashtag Ooh. make solo to happen. And it could be for, I need to clarify this. It can literally be for any character of solo that you like, and it's either a series or a movie. So it's, it's wide open, whatever you love. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we definitely listen to them. Um, we, they're one of our best friends in the community. So Aww, it's, thanks. Always, it's always good to have good friends. Um, John will argue that he's better friends because he's met you and hung out with you. <laughs> really shoves that in my face. Well, that's that's not. We don't agree with that. We're all, you're all friends to us equally. I'm just kidding. No, seriously, we'll, pick we'll, your favorites. <laughs> well, basically, uh, <laughs> let's make another Twitter fight. That'd be interesting. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, and may the force be with you. See ya. Bye, everyone. Hey out there in listener land, thank you for listening. If you want to hear or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com, where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you. the council.